Hey, and welcome back. It's the Black Zen Weekly Wellness Podcast. I am Stacy here with my sister Jasmine. Hey. We are your Black Zen team. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know what we do, our goal is to make meditation accessible and relatable, including our topic this week, making retreats relatable and accessible mm-hmm. to everybody who's interested in taking on that practice and really investing in that experience. That experience and yeah. that space and creating that space to dig into our true needs, our true wants, and be able to operate from there in terms of seeing our growth. In the spirit of making things accessible like a retreat, we also want to make meditation accessible. You know, that's really the mission of our program is to get everyone familiar and comfortable with silence. Mm-hmm. We believe that as we get comfortable with silence, we grow from that place. We learn more about ourselves and how to impact the people around us and work with people around us with compassion, love, all the fantastic things that make us our best self. Yes. So yeah. I think that's, that's a great way gonna, to say it. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to start it again. To find out more about what we do and why, you can visit our website, blackzen.co. Uh, again, that's blackzen.co. Uh, anything you hear on this podcast or in our monthly guided meditation or on the website, feel free to email us at info at blackzen.co. And then this week, we are talking again about retreats, and the guided meditation to support that this month is also about creating personal retreats for ourselves, to have that break and to have that time. And I think the guided meditation is very much about um, how to find that space and create silence, even when noise is around us constantly. So Mm -hmm. we'll be talking more about that this week, but for those that want to make sure you are on the list to get the next month's guided meditation, make sure you sign up on our site at blackzen.co. And they are in the loop come April. Yes, it is exclusive only for subscribers. You can only subscribe on our website, and that monthly guided meditation comes out the first Monday of every month. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get back into it. We talked a lot in uh, last week's podcast about how to create the conditions for yourself to have a really useful meditation retreat or a wellness retreat for yourself, a personal retreat. And I think one of the most important things that nobody ever talks about that we wanted to make sure that we discussed on this week's topic is that once you have this really interesting, profound, moving, whatever it is experience, especially when you're in a retreat situation, one of the more difficult things is coming back into your life, having had this great moving experience and realizing that you are the only piece in your life that has changed, <laughs> yeah. right? It can be a little bit of like a... It's jarring. It's jarring. It the, is. I think that's I the think best way to say it. jarring is jarring. how it was for me. And the goal yeah. of this week is really to talk about that post-retreat maintenance. Mm-hmm. How do we keep in that same retreat mindset as we start to reframe and re... Uh, engage. Engage, yeah. yeah, with this non-retreat space and back into our day-to-day work mm-hmm. zone, and but still keep the momentum and the passion we had and what we learned into the next level. Right. As I said in last week, it is we are now taking our post-retreat self back into our <laughs> old life. Yes. And what does that look like? Yes. Yeah. And so a part of the trick of bringing back that silence or what you learned back into your life is learning how to still maintain that inner silence amidst the noise that's happening around you. Yeah, I think what a retreat does is it takes you out of noise, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to keep that spirit and that retreat feeling, Mm -hmm. you have to learn first how to drown out the noise 
where you are. Right. Or how to, or day. how to be aware of it but not have it distract you from where you're going. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and funny enough in the guided meditation we give really a step-by-step example of how to incorporate sound and be aware of it mm-hmm. without letting it take over your mind. To not let it absorb your thoughts mm-hmm. so that it's something that you're focusing on necessarily. Right. Right? I mean the goal is to be able to Hear sound mm-hmm. and treat it like white noise and background so you can still hear yourself first. Right. So you can be, it's still being present in whatever your moment is, but also making sure that the one voice that is the clearest and the loudest and the most important is your own inner voice. And how do you find that in the midst of all the noise? And so when we're talking about noise, there's actually two separate types. We brought this up in the editorial piece this month, and noise is really both external and internal. So external noise, we know what that is. That is the ambulance in the background in the city space. While you're trying to meditate. That is, <laughs> yes, that is, I mean, kids crying. That's just general things to hear that distract you and take you out of, well, out of silence, really. Like the ticking of a clock. I feel like after you do this practice that we had in the uh, guided meditation this month, mm-hmm. you will hear a clock tick. It will sound like the loudest tick. It It's kind of crazy. Because it's but, the first time you've actually noticed that it's been ticking the entire time. You just didn't realize it. No, it becomes louder somehow. Because you're actually paying attention to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so that's one type of noise, okay? Mm-hmm. The other type of noise that I want to talk about is the chatter. It's the mental chatter that we hear that our mind creates mm. throughout our day. Sure. Everyone does this. We talk to ourselves. And sometimes we don't know how much we're talking I agree. It's kind of crazy. And we've actually talked about this a lot in um, past episodes in sort of small ways, how we're always talking about, you know, what is your narrative? What are you telling yourself? What's the conversation that you're having, even when you're not aware that you're having it with yourself? Well, funny enough, I think people should, as a test, treat it like a clock. It's Mm. similar to that ticking of the clock where you don't hear it or might not notice it until you start focusing on it. So start listening. What is my internal chatter? Mm -hmm. To be able to acknowledge it so we can learn to silence that what's funny is i think as soon as you start a meditation practice or even i mean now it's like (laughs) you know i'm past a decade into it and i still notice my chatter as soon as i sit down to meditate and i'm like really we're gonna do this right now (laughs) (laughs) well yeah but i'm talking about even during the day oh yeah no throughout the day because you're taking in information and you're constantly trying to process it and figure out what is your next move in relation to what you just took in so yeah yeah. and when we're talking about post-retreat maintenance Mm -hmm. is learning to recognize when that inner chatter starts when Mm -hmm. that noise starts to be able to block it out yes but i also want to point out that while that's our our own internal conversation that we have with ourselves, that's in relation to what's happening around us there is also this sort of I call it the metaphorical noise of life, if you will, which what is, is that, like, Jasmine? I know it, so- <laughs> it sounds, it sounds all grand, but truthfully it is, it is really there in the background. So that's everything from news or media. Yes. It's like, you know, yeah. the, the images and the sort of stories that you're being told um, through like television or music or um, images. Instagram, images, Facebook, image, like literally Images everything. can be noisy. I, you, you know see what I, I mean? Yeah, there are things that stay with you. Oh, totally. So when we say, some things you can't unsee. <laughs> <laughs> so just know that when we're talking about noise in yeah. this context, we're mm-hmm. talking about things you can hear, things in your head, and things that stay with you when you're trying to find silence. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Can you think of other examples outside of meditation where you can really hear yourself and hear your thoughts and be in line with your thoughts outside of meditation? Uh, 
I think um, anybody who is a runner or who works out can understand this, or if you do yoga, it's like even though you're doing activities, even though you're out in the world, there's something that that happens. It's a very meditative space, especially I, I can only talk about it from running and yoga because those are my experiences. I hate running. I know. And the thing is, not everybody does, but you know the thing that they call runner's high? That's really true. And when, they, when they're talking about a runner's high, what's interesting is that that's actually just referring to your body and your mind and your breath all lining up to be mm. in unison. Interesting. And that's what creates that feeling of being high. Funny. Right? And that's what you have really at a wellness or during a wellness retreat experience. Mm-hmm. Your body and your mind are aligned with one purpose and one goal, which is to, you know, open. It's to center it's yourself to or to be open to whatever yeah. the experience is. And when you're running, you're basically getting to that meditative space but you're still very much active, especially when you're running outside. Like you're still aware of what's happening around you. You're still making sure there aren't any cars coming your way. You're still moving <laughs> out of the way of any dogs or sprinklers. Like there's all these other things that are happening, yeah. but your experience is actually something that's super personal because really while you're doing all these other things, your intention is just to keep your pace. Okay. And I think that there's something really special about that because that's essentially what's happening when you drill deep down into a sort of, um, meditation experience where you come away being aware of what's going on around you, but still understanding that what's happening for your own personal focal point is the most important thing you're going to pay attention to. I can get that. I see Mm -hmm. that. I think in terms of actionable steps, though, in terms of how to bring that uh, meditation retreat into your day to day Mm -hmm. would be to have constant check ins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, am I falling back into my old habits, my Mm -hmm. old ways or my old way of doing things? Mm-hmm. You know, that's something to look at. And if we find that we are, then it's being able to make changes that align with what we learned at the retreat. Mm-hmm. I see that. I see that. You know, but yeah. again, the first step is recognizing when we're falling off or going back into those old patterns. Sure. Which, um, is, which is really about having a heightened awareness. Yes. As you go back into your everyday life. And I think it's kind of a natural thing when you come back from a retreat to have a heightened awareness about yourself and about everything, (laughs) right? So the more that you maintain your meditation practice when you come back or your um, silence that you found for yourself, whether that's something that you decide to do in the morning to make sure that you start your day with five minutes of silence or five minutes of a check-in or whatever it is, like doing that consistently allows you to kind of carry the momentum that you got from being away back into your everyday life. I think another good takeaway in terms of being able to check in an actionable step Mm -hmm. to keep when you come out of a retreat, you mentioned awareness. And I think one fantastic awareness practice is I found morning pages. Oh, what's that book? Um, The Artist's Way. Yes, by Julia Cameron. Yes, I love that book. I used to live yeah. and breathe on morning pages. And I think <laughs> it's so funny because the goal of that, and it's a great book, I highly recommend it, even Definitely. for the non-creatives, but yeah, the I goal agree. is really just to write down your thoughts and write down what you're thinking, never reading it again. You're just writing it to get it out. Right. And that's what builds awareness. That's how you can catch yourself if you're doing something the same. But I would say, actually, um, I would add to this, To explain what morning pages are, you basically, you free write for three pages in a notebook or in a diary or in a journal of yours. And after that, you move on with your day. And it's sort of like kind of mentally sweeping your brain before you start the day. 
And you, it's interesting what ends up coming up because usually I remember being about like a page and a half in and telling myself, I just don't have anything else to say, you know? <laughs> and then, and then you kind of force yourself to keep writing. And before you know it, the deepest step is from page two to the end of three. Two to six. It's crazy. So <laughs> yeah. you're on so, page seven, like, I forgot. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I didn't even realize all this stuff was in there, but yeah. it's great because you're kind of getting it out. And then it allows you to sort of move on freely throughout your day, having already like, let whatever it was off your chest. It's really interesting. But what I found really helpful was doing that in a journal that I kept. And so even though I was done with the pages after that morning and I wouldn't look back at it, three months later, I looked back at my first page I'd written and it was basically almost like a letter to myself about all the things. And I kept seeing themes come up and I was like, why is this still an issue? You've clearly said you don't like this. Why are you still (laughs) doing this? But it is a great way to sort of have a heightened awareness about what's happening with yourself. And I just, it was a pretty powerful tool. You know, sit down with yourself um, at a designated time about three months after your retreat, after you've done these morning pages for a couple of months. And I think you'd be really surprised at what you find. And it's a great way to, as you said, check in with yourself. And it's a really easy, actionable step that you can do on a daily basis. The biggest takeaway in terms of a retreat and having it really extend itself into our lives Mm -hmm. is being able to once we do hear something and we do have next steps after coming out of that retreat is being able to continue to have those convictions oh just sort of implement it once you get back into your everyday routine exactly yeah sure i see that still being 100 percent motivated i've had experiences where i leave a meditation retreat and i'm thinking wow all these things i've learned i've incorporated all i know all this new stuff Two days later, I'm doing the same exact thing I was before. Well, isn't I that, have yeah. forgotten yeah. all of the fantastic things I've learned. Yes, right. And yeah. So, and how I do feel we like do I know. How, do we, how do we keep that like momentum mm-hmm. and that motivation to to stay on that post retreat journey? Ideas, and yeah. That, you know, on my path. I get that. I feel like it's kind of tricky because I mean, with anything, I think in life, until you're really intentional about putting things in place things will come and go. There are plenty of times that we know exactly what to do, but we don't implement any of it, right? (laughs) And for whatever reason, we are afraid to implement that because it means something would have to change or because it means that we're not sure that we can actually follow through with what we know we're supposed to do or what we have to do or what's come up as something that needs to shift in our life. Isn't it funny how like when you're in a meditation retreat setting or a wellness retreat setting, there's no fear. Yeah, no that's fear such a about yeah. what you can do, about what mm-hmm. you can accomplish, about what can be created. And as soon right. as you get back into the real world, for some reason, mm-hmm. that fear wants to kick back in. And I would you, agree ah, with that. You can't do that in real life. I would sure, agree. Sure, they worked up in the mountains and all good. Yeah. And so we have to just maintain our same conviction yeah. that what we have learned and what we have known to become true applies whether we are in the woods on a retreat. Or in our homes. Yeah. And that's another part of bringing the meditation retreat with you is that your home becomes that same space for your growth. Yeah. I love that you said it like that because I think that's exactly what it is. You're so open to the possibilities of new things when you're away. And then when you come back, you're like, oh, wait a second. Maybe I can't do anything. Then we start trying to get logic in there. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. But the the truest thing that was spoken to you, the truest thing that you heard when you were there, that was when you were sitting with yourself at your most pure. And so that that was really what your next step is. We have is. to recognize yeah. that limitlessness is both at the retreat, post the retreat, mm. and back into your life as well. 
that limitlessness mm-hmm. does not disappear once you reintegrate back into your everyday. I think that's so right. And that's key. I think that's so right. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yes. I totally agree. So I think what we've captured here are some pretty clear takeaways about how to keep that momentum once you leave the retreat. How do you start to make that a part of your lifestyle so that it isn't just this one experience you have and it was nice. It's actually the catalyst to all these other um, deeper changes that happen in your life over time. And I want to say something too. What happens if you go to retreat and you don't have that aha moment? Right. That yeah. is very possible and that has happened more than once to me. And I come away thinking, ah, I, I don't feel different mm-hmm. or nothing has shifted. Or, There's no takeaway from this experience. But I guarantee put the actionable steps into place anyway and it will come. Yes. So, yes. One I thing totally... before we go, I just wanted to mention that. And uh, I think if you don't have that aha moment, it can come in the future Continuing to practice your retreat at home and your post-retreat maintenance will help you move to where you will get that change. And Mm -hmm. you will see that. You'll get that aha moment eventually. So no matter what your personal retreat experience was, just know that it was absolutely worth the time that you spent, whether it was a couple of hours, it was half a day, it was a weekend, whatever it is that you give yourself, it is always worth the time and it starts to show up in your life over time. What we're starting to get into ultimately, and which we'll talk about on next week's uh, podcast, which is how do you begin to build a lifestyle that feels like it's in retreat mode? Yes. So that it's not a one-time thing that then you've got to somehow keep trying to tap that one experience for the next nine years. It's like, (laughs) no, how do you actually like create a lifestyle that feels like it supports that continuous growth for you. Where you're on a retreat every day. Yeah. You know, where your life feels like I'm constantly in that growth phase. I'm constantly yeah. in that limitless phase. I'm yes. constantly in that, yes, I can do this and grow Correct. phase. And I'm not afraid to do any of those things. I know all those things are possible phase. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So we'll talk about that on next week's podcast. Have a great rest of your week and we will be back next Monday. Hey fam, it's your girl Jasmine from the Black Zen team just reaching out as a postscript to this week's episode. Um, we will definitely come back throughout the month of March and we're actually going to shift gears a little bit just with everything that's going on in the world and in our country around coronavirus. So now more than ever, we think it's really important to have a meditation practice or wellness space that you create for yourself. This month's topic actually ties perfectly into what we all need in these times, but we want to make sure that we provide a really great resource for you guys. Tune in next week. We'll try to have some tips and some inspiration to give during these very, very weird times. So just know that your girls are on it and we're trying to find a platform to make sure that everyone in our community is taken care of and that uh, we respond to the need that we're seeing right now. So We love you. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy. And as always, we will talk to you next week.